We got some awesome things planned for you tonight. But I want to sort of take a poll to get started. So my first question is, how many are glad that fall 2016 is done? Glad back to, to be back to campus and not at home anymore. Yeah. How many of you guys excited for your classes in 2017? Yeah. All right, that didn't sound as convincing. All right, I want to go further with my poll. If, if you're a freshman, you like shout out like freshman. Let me know you're here. Because I remember at this point being a freshman. There's, there's two sort of general tendencies when you're at this point, halfway point of your first year. Either you're like, I can't imagine not being at Grand Valley. Like, I love it here. It's awesome. Or, it better get better, or I'm out of here. Right? I've had a lot of students like, second semester's gotta get better, or I'm transferring, I'm going back home somewhere, or going somewhere else. If you feel that way, you're not alone. Are there any sophomores and juniors here? So the sophomores and juniors, you guys are starting to get locked and loaded. You took all your gen eds, or most of them, and now you're starting to get into your major classes. Some of you guys are like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And there's other you guys, there's no way I want to do this the rest of my life. And you're in that point of decision. Can I follow through on my major? Or do I need to switch it? Right, are there any seniors or super seniors in here? And last night we had a leadership meeting and I ran into some seniors and they're already in the countdown. So they're like, I got four semesters left, or I got two semesters left, or I got one, anybody got one semester left? So they're here. And, and they're pumped to be done at Grand Valley, but they're also like, oh man, the real world's coming. And I have no idea what I'm gonna do for a job. So if you're like that tonight, I just want to give you sort of a clue. Because I know for me, at this point, I this is another reality I know, is that some of you, fall 2016 went so great. Others of us fall 2016 needs to go away. Because things happened, life happened, a tragedy happened, a loss happened, something happened with you, something happened with your family, and you're sort of reeling a little bit. And as you turn into 2017, you're hoping, man, God, I hope you meet me in 2017 in a, in a new way, in a different way. And so as I was preparing for tonight, I was just thinking about, what do I need to say tonight? And as I was praying, the, the, the Lord, the Spirit, just sort of laid on my heart to talk about the Holy Spirit a little bit tonight. Because all semester long, we've been talking about, from Hebrews 12, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith, but one of the ways that Jesus accomplishes starting and growing and maturing and finishing our faith is by the work of the Spirit that He gives to us. And so tonight, as you sort of turn into 2017 at Grand Battle, turn into 2017 in your own life, I want to remind us of a few things and challenge us all. I sort of want to use this message as a prelude to a prayer. 
And what I want you to do is think about what would it mean for you to open wide your heart to the Spirit this semester? Some of you would be like, man, that would be easy. Others of you would be, wow, I don't know if I'm ready for that. So my call to us tonight is to embrace the gift of the Spirit here and remind each other. I want to remind myself and remind you of some of the things that we can claim about the Spirit. So I want to read this from John chapter 14. It says 16 there because I did a typo. So, and we couldn't fix it. So, here we go. This is what it says. This, I'm going to read a little bit before what this says. It says, this is Jesus when he's starting to talk about how he's going to leave. He says, I will ask the Father and I will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him and he lives with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And then it says in verse 25, all this I have spoken while with you, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. So here's the really cool thing I want to remind, I want to talk to you about tonight. Is as we turn into 2017, whatever is on your plate, whatever's on the road you're going to travel this semester, I'm hoping that what I want to do is what I'm going to share is going to be like anchor points that are going to dig deep down in your soul, deep down in your life, and that you can claim these no matter what happens in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, next couple of months, this semester, and into the summer. Because here's the cool reality is that we as Christians have been given unlimited power supply, a surplus of power, limitless and free, the power of the Holy Spirit. And the good news is you and I aren't left on our own to slug it out in the trenches of life. The living God is a God of power. And by the Spirit, the Spirit of the living God is present in us and with us. And the Spirit of God, the power of God, gives us the strength and wisdom that we need to cope with life on a day-to-day basis. The Holy Spirit has been sent to help you and me in all the practical matters of the Christian life. And here's the first anchor point that I want to claim for you, is that the Holy Spirit, one of the main jobs that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life is to assure you of your standing. It says in Romans 8, 15 and 16, it says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you slaves again to fear. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Did I unplug? There we go. (laughs) Let me say that again. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. 
Isn't that awesome? God says, I'm giving you the Spirit, and the Spirit's job is to remind you that you are my sons, and you are my daughters. You are mine. I've marked you. I've claimed you. I'm at work in you. No matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter whether life has let you down over the past couple of months, or whether your friends have let you down, whether you've let you down. If you've had a tough couple of months, I know when you're in those places, in those spots, when you're facing really difficult trials, temptations, struggles, it's easy to start to think, you know what? I wonder what God thinks about me. I wonder if I'm still qualified. What I'm here to tell you tonight is that no matter where you're at in your journey, God loves you, God cares for you, and God wants to pour his spirit into you, to place his spirit in you, remind you that you don't have to have a spirit of fear, but you can have a spirit of sonship or daughtership where you are God's child, and you know deep down that life-changing love of God. When God looks at you, he doesn't see you all dirty. He doesn't see you broken. He doesn't see you struggling. He sees his child. He sees the Holy Spirit in you, and he's put that Holy Spirit in you as a deposit, saying that he's coming back to claim what is his own. Last week, Bryce, my son, and I went to get a new car for him, and we got the car, and we liked the the F-150 we found, so... We got that, and the guy's like, well, you got to put a deposit down. And we put down our $500 deposit, and that was the promise that we were coming back later to buy the car. That's what God does in your life with the Holy Spirit. He says, hey, I'm placing my spirit in you, and I'm claiming you. I am marking you as one of my own. When God looks at you, you are his child, his son or his daughter. It's a sign that you belong to God. Here's the second anchor point. Beyond the fact that God wants to assure us constantly with his presence that we are his children, God wants to use the spirit to lead and transform our lives. You know, in my life, in trying to respond to Christ, I still have no exact knowledge of where I'm supposed to go. How many of you guys don't have life figured out yet? All right. That's a lot of us. What God wants you to know, what the Spirit, what God wants us to do by His Spirit is that God gives you this, His Spirit to make His promises real in your own life. He empowers us by His Spirit. The Spirit convicts us. The Spirit transforms us. God's Spirit gets, God's work gets activated in our lives by the Holy Spirit. And our job as Christians is to cooperate with the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If you think of it, I've said it before, like a sailboat. The wind is blowing in our lives, and it's our job to just put up the sails and open ourselves up to what God wants to do in our lives. Some of you guys are newer Christians than others, and you wonder, what am I supposed to do when I open up my life to Christ? How do I know where I'm supposed to change? Here's the good news. 
is that when you've received new life in Christ, when you've seen the life-changing love of God and it's met you and you've responded to it by giving your life to Christ, receiving his gift of grace and opening yourself up to his lordship, you've got a new resonant, the Holy Spirit that takes up resonance in your life. And the Holy Spirit's agenda, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, through God's word, through other people, through leadings, through prayers, whatever, is that you will be transformed to be a completely new person. And your job is to let yourselves be transformed. You don't have to do it. You don't have to figure it all out yourselves. You need to allow the work of the Spirit to keep working in your lives. God, here's the cool thing. God doesn't say, get yourselves all cleaned up and then come to me. He says, come to me however you are. And then the Holy Spirit, which takes up residence in our lives, starts to raise up the areas one by one that we start to change. And our role is just to say yes, to cooperate, to agree in where God's trying to take us. Because this is what it says in Romans chapter 12 in the message. It says, readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond. God wants us to respond to where the Spirit is trying to take us in our lives. The Spirit's purpose in our lives is to transform you and I into the image of Christ, to make us little Christ bearers, to make us look more and more like Jesus as we live out our lives day to day in our families, here at school, with your friends, in the classroom, with your whole life. This is what C.S. Lewis said, says, you must realize from the outset that the goal towards which the Holy Spirit is beginning to guide your life is absolute perfection. No power in the universe except you can prevent the Holy Spirit from taking you to that goal. We may be content to be what we call ordinary, but the Holy Spirit is determined to carry out quite a different plan. Here's the really awesome truth that I want you to know is that as you are trying to respond to God, what you see happening here, which we don't take for granted at all here at Campus Ministry, we love what God is doing on our campus. Is that when God starts to move in individual lives, when God starts to move across all of our lives together as a body, as a, as a community, God doesn't just tell you to do something. God, by his Holy Spirit, gives you the power to do it when you open up your life to him. The role of the Holy Spirit is to fill us with the Father's strength to sustain us in the midst of all that life brings. To be our advocate, speaking to the Father when we don't have the words. It says in Romans chapter 8 that the Spirit intercedes for us with words that cannot be expressed to God. The Spirit intercedes and prays for us to the Father. To be our teacher, exposing us to the word of God and helping us hear his voice and understand his word. The Spirit is our guide that comes alongside of us in difficult times, difficult moments of life to show us the way. I don't know where you're at right now, but I pray that you would know that God's Spirit is at work in you and God can do anything. The reality is, is that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ has taken up residence in your life. The third point that I want you to hear is that God gives us the spirit to empower our witness. 
Now, right now, you are in one of the greatest mission fields you, are, you will ever be in your whole life on a college campus. You will probably never live in closer proximity to more people and more people that are different from you than at this moment in your life when you're living on a college campus. It's a huge opportunity. And when we were at Passion a couple of days ago, I was reminded about how much we need not only to worship God, not only to grow in God, but how much we need to allow ourselves to be used by God on our campus. God gives us an incredible privilege. God doesn't have to use us, but God uses you and I to tell his story about his son Jesus and the power that comes through the life and death of Jesus Christ. And our challenge is, it says in Galatians 5.25, it says, since we live with the Spirit, live by the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. So my hope for you tonight is that as you go through your days, through the next couple of weeks, is that you're not just like counting off semesters. You're not just like, hey, two weeks left, or four months left, or 16 weeks left, or whatever else, but you would use the opportunity in this greatest mission field you ever have been a part of to love and care for the people around you, to see them the, God, the way that God sees them, to let the Spirit prompt you, would you say something like this? Would you say, yes, Lord, use me? Would you say something like, here I am, Lord. I'm available. Will you give me the power? God, will you use me in the lives of someone else? It's the most humbling thing in the world to be used by God. There's been several times over the past year where I have just stepped into incredible situations and God has given me the words to be able to say. And that's not just for ministers or other people. That happens with you as students, as you minister with your peers all the time. And I'm wondering if tonight, as part of this, not only that God will reassure you that you're his child, and that God will lead you and guide you through the challenges that are come, but I'm wondering if you'll say to God, I'm available Maybe you're sensing that God's calling you to be an ambassador for Christ. I pray that you would ask God to lead you. Maybe thoughts will start to come to you. Thoughts to humble yourself. Maybe to serve somebody in your circles here on campus. Maybe you encourage somebody who really needs an encouraging, encouraging word in their life right now. Maybe it's somebody you can share your story and share your faith with, that, with another person. Or God may prompt you to give something away as an act of generosity in response to his provision for your life. Maybe some of you right now are getting prompted to give your own life to Jesus in a, in a new way, to open yourselves up to the Spirit in a way you never have before. <laughs> to meet with Jesus, to make him your friend, to respond to his grace and to be guided by his spirit. You see, the spirit gives us power to overcome the evil one, to build true community, not on false things, but on true things. The, power, the spirit gives us power to extend love and forgiveness 
Power to witness, not by our own strength, but by God's strength, and power to bring hope and restoration to all kinds of situations. God wants his, all of creation to experience his shalom, his restoration and peace. Some of you guys know that I love to ski, downhill ski. And here's my comparison for you. My invitation for you tonight is that I want you to take a deeper step with the Spirit. Some of you guys know here in Michigan, they do a thing called skiing here in Michigan, but it's on these little dinky hills with about 500 feet of vertical. And I ask people, hey, have you skied there? Like, yeah, I've skied in Michigan, or skied in Cannonsburg, or Cabaret, or something like that. I'm like, have you been out west? They're like, no. I'm like, you have not skied until you've been out on the Rocky Mountains and it takes you a half an hour to ski down the hill and you're looking across the mountains and you see the ranges and you see what's going on. It's totally different than skiing in Michigan when you ski about 10 turns and you're back at the bottom again. In the same way, I'm hoping that you won't just settle for a little openness to the Spirit but that you would open wide your life and that you would say, God, I want you to use me. I want you to fill me. I want you to reassure me where I'm struggling. And I want to read this to you from Romans 15. While the band comes, they're going to lead us in a, in a song that we're going to sing as a prayer. This is from Romans 15. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer for you tonight, is that you'd be filled with all joy and all peace, that you'd trust in God, that you'd open up, and that you'd overflow with hope by the knowing that the Spirit is reminding you that you're God's son or daughter, that God will lead you through whatever situation, and that God can use you and what we're going to do now is sing the song, Holy Spirit, as a prayer. And my, I want you to sing it. Not, it says, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. I want that, you to think of that not only as this room, but as your heart. Will you sing boldly with us, and then I'll be praying afterwards. Will you stand and sing? Mm -hmm. 